Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samoff from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 216, we're going to be talking about a a touchy subject for some, and that is how to get your spouse on board with your blogging business. Okay, so you want to start a blog, maybe you're already blogging, and yes, you want to build it into, build your business, or maybe you're already making money from it, maybe you're even thinking that this could one day lead to you leaving your job. But how does your spouse feel about it? Is he or she supportive? I've spoken to a number of people whose spouses just don't get it. How do you convince them that this crazy thing called blogging is actually a good idea? How do you get your spouse on board on your blogging business, with your blogging business? That is what we're going to be talking about today. So this this really is kind of like a, a, a tricky subject because, you know, family dynamics can be different from person to person. But, you know, I think it's an important one to, to talk about because I know for me, making sure that my family is on board with what I'm doing, that's super important. Um, so we're going to tackle this topic a little bit today. Now, this is episode 216. You can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash 216, including any of the links that I mentioned, the resources that I mentioned, and even a PDF transcript that you can download and 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 read along or read. Your, some people some people actually don't listen to the podcast and they just read it. Some I know some people that are... Um, in places where they can't listen, so they read it, and some people have hearing disabilities, and they read. Um, so the transcript is there um, for you if you want to take it, take advantage of that. And of course, one thing I always have to mention that I <laughs> often forget to mention, if you have a question... And you would like me to to answer that question on the show. I, I do Q and A episodes every so often, um, and sometimes I just answer one question at the beginning of a show. It's been a while since I've done that, but I I, I think I'm gonna start getting into doing that a little more. So if you have a question and you would love for me to answer that question on Learning with Leslie, go ahead and call the hotline. The number is that is not the number, <laughs> but this is. Oh man, sorry about that. I I I pressed the wrong button. But yes, that's the number you can call at any time and leave a voicemail with your question, and I will deal with it at some point on this show. All right, so let's talk about this topic. If you're an entrepreneur, an aspiring entrepreneur, or you know you you're, you're thinking about getting into this entrepreneur stuff, you're kind of crazy. 
I'll I'll just let you know. <laughs> I just in case nobody has told you this, you're kind of crazy. Now let let's think about this. All right. So I grew up, and I grew up uh, as I was growing up, as I was going through my life. And no, I'm not that old. I'm only 34 years old. Wait, am I 34? Yes, 34. I'll be 35 in August. Um, we're uh, from the time we're born. And we're initiated into society. <laughs> um, the average person is taught something. And this is what we're taught. And you've heard a lot of people say this. And I don't necessarily think there's some, anything wrong with this. A lot of people say it in a derogatory way. But I don't mean it in a derogatory way. We're taught you know, to go to school. If you want to have a good life, you go to school, um, you get good grades, you get a good job, and when you have that good job, you work hard and you work your way to the top. This is like the standard operating procedure, right? This is what we're all taught, whether you want to be a doctor. You always hear people start with doctor, lawyer, whatever, but whether you want to be a teacher, you want to be a whatever it is you want to be, that's the general route that we go. That's normal. That is the norm. And once again, I want to say that I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to school. I don't think there's anything wrong with getting good grades or and, and getting a good job and working your way to the top and really establishing yourself in whatever industry you go into. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Now, with that comes... Generally speaking, of course, there are um, situations where that's not the case. But generally speaking, what you get with that is predictable income. You know exactly how much you're going to make every month. When I was a professor, when I was a teacher, um, when I was a student worker at the college where I worked, you have an idea of what you're going to be making every month. Um, Generally speaking, depending on your job, you have health insurance. Maybe you even have a retirement account. You know, you have a sense of security. And while one can argue that it's not necessarily the most secure path because people are losing jobs all the time, um, it is it is a predictable, a relatively predictable way of living. Now, if you're like when I was working at the university, I definitely had security. I knew that I well the chances of me being fired were very slim. Um, I knew that it could have been a very long-term thing. I could have done that for 20, 30, 40 years if I survived that long. <laughs> I could have done that. Now, so this is, the, this, is the, this is the norm. But then there are these crazy people called entrepreneurs. And these entrepreneurs go against the norm. They, they venture out on their own, often with no sense of, real sense of security. When I left my job to do this stuff full time, um, (laughs) the last thing I felt was a sense of security. Uh, I was taking on a lot of risk. And that's what entrepreneurs do. And I'm I'm not saying that I'm like the perfect entrepreneur. I'm I'm really still learning this stuff. Um, But there's a lot of there's a lot of risk. Um, And you know, I when I left my job, I wasn't exactly sure how we would pay the bills for the next few months. Fortunately, things went relatively well. And within a few months, I was pretty much doing what I was doing as a professor. And now even better. But here's the reality, right? If you're an entrepreneur, what you're doing is a risky thing. 
because most businesses fail in the first 18 months. I'm going to link to an article in the show notes for this episode at becomeablogger.com slash 216. And it's an article on Forbes that gives the, the, the five reasons why eight out of 10 businesses fail in the first 18 months. Eight out of 10. And you're saying you... <laughs> You might or you are, you might want to be or you are an entrepreneur. You're taking a risk. You're, you're going down a path where most people actually fail. And I know it's not what you want to hear, but quite frankly, this, it's the truth. This stuff, this is risky business that, that you're getting into. So let's say you, you decided that you want to start a blog. Let's talk about this whole process of breaking the news to your spouse, right? Um, you want to start a blog and you want to build it into a business. You see, you, you, you have this great idea for a niche. You've, been, you've done your research. You, you know what you're passionate about and you say, you know, I want to take this passion. I want to turn it into a business. And you go to your spouse and you go to have this, the conversation and let them know what you're thinking. Let them know that you're, you're going to start this blog and, and potentially leave your job to do this thing full time and, and be an entrepreneur. <laughs> you might even say something crazy like, look, Leslie had his job as a full time professor and he left it. And now he's blogging full time and doing all this online stuff. And he's OK. So so can I um, and now. And while I believe that, yes, you can do it. Let's let's think about this for a little bit. Let's re, let's be realistic. Let's be real and think about not just what you're telling your spouse, but what your spouse is most likely hearing. If your spouse is a, 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 a you know a realist, and I do, and once again, I don't say that in a, a negative way, but let's 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 think about what he or she may be hearing. And I've written this out, so I'm going to read it from 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 my script. So this is what they're most likely hearing. Honey, I am so excited about this new opportunity. It's called journaling because, of course, you know, that's what most people think blogging is. You know, the thing where people share what they had for breakfast? Yep, that's the one. Well, I'm going to do that and and people are going to pay me. I've decided to leave the security of my job because the man is just holding me down. We don't need predictable income, health insurance, or a retirement account. We'll be fine on our own. Oh, and one more thing. I'm most likely going to fail at this. And by the way, I love you. <laughs> now, doesn't that sound romantic? Yeah, not, not, not quite. Now, I'm saying, I'm saying this mostly as a joke, but if you really think about it, there's some truth to that. If, if your spouse... Really, if your spouse has a typical mindset, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, if your spouse is realistic, um, that's most likely what you, you're sounding like when you say you want to uh, you, you want to leave your job and start a blog. So that's most likely not the way you want to go about things. <laughs> now, with all that said. Okay, it sounds like I'm being very negative, but no, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just trying to paint a realistic picture of what someone is most likely hearing when you tell them this stuff. So I want to talk to you about a better approach, a better approach to bringing your spouse on board with what you're doing, with this blogging stuff that you you, you think you want to um, 
you think you want to venture into or you've been venturing into and you want to you want to take it more seriously you want to be you want to do this thing as a business you want to do all that good stuff so let's talk about a better approach let's deal with the principle now if you want to get your spouse on board if you want to get him or her to to buy into what you're doing um and not just buy in, but to be very supportive and maybe even excited about what you're doing. There's a f- there are a few things that I want you to keep in mind, a few principles that I want you to keep in mind, four principles to be exact, and I think these are very important ones. Number one, if you have a family, your primary responsibility is to them, not to your new and potentially awesome idea. Okay, if you have a family, your primary responsibility is to them, not to your new and potentially awesome idea. They are your main responsibility. I don't care how passionate you are about what you're doing. You need to be even more passionate about your family because your family is your family. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, building a a business with a blog is still a relatively new concept, one that takes a little while for people to grasp if the idea is new to them. This is not something that, you know, people have been doing it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So it's relatively new. So people aren't going to necessarily understand it. I can't tell you how many people, um, when I tell them what I do, they're like, I, I don't understand. What in the world are you talking about? How do you make money and all that stuff? It's still relatively new. And if you think back to maybe just a few years ago or maybe even now, you might still not understand how you can start a blog and turn that into a business. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, everyone's tolerance for risk is not the same. You need to understand your spouse's risk tolerance before taking any crazy leap. Yes, and I said crazy leap. All right? So that's something to keep in mind also. And number four, as a married person, when you invest your time and money, you are investing resources that belong to your family. So make sure you invest wisely. That's such a crucial point, and I'm going to read it again. As a married person, when you invest your time and money, you are investing resources that belong to your family. So make sure you invest them wisely. All right, let me let me tell you a little bit of my backstory. You know, when I started my business, um, I... I if you don't know, I started back in 2008. Now, if you were to ask me back then, um, or even before that, if you were to ask me at the beginning of my marriage whether you know I thought my wife would ever be okay with me leaving my job to to blog and to do the stuff that I'm doing right now, I would have probably asked you if you're crazy. <laughs> That's not happening. But you know, when I started my business, and I if I think through this journey. I invested $3 to get started. Back then, I was doing something called freebie trading, and I was just learning about this whole internet marketing stuff and how it all works, and um, eventually, I got into blogging and so on. Everything since that day happened as a result of that $3 investment. So I invested that $3. I I remember in the beginning, I made $70. And and from that $70, I invested a little more and I continued growing and growing. But I did it in an organic way. I did it in a slow and steady way. Um, So everything that I'm doing today (laughs) came from that little $3 investment. Now, I'm not saying that you should only invest $3 into your business because at some point, 
um, I decided, you know, I needed to invest more. I needed to go through training and I started spending more money to learn even more. But the first time my wife really saw any significant return was one day. Um, I think it was, I think it might have been in 2008 or maybe 2009. It was her birthday and she came home from work and there was a new living room set waiting for her. Um, that was huge because for the first time you could see tangibly, wait, money came from what I was doing online and as a result, we have a living room set. And then from there, we, we started paying off some bills. Um, we started traveling. We started doing things that, we, that probably would not have been possible if I, if I, weren't, if I wasn't doing what I was doing. Um, but here's the thing, right? I worked that business consistently to grow it to a point where it became obvious that there was something, um, there, there was some benefit to this. It, 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 it was something to be taken seriously because when you can pay off a credit card bill, when you can pay off a, 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 your, your, your tuition, when you can pay off a number of these things, that's tangible. Now, today, I'm doing this full time. Um, my wife is 100% on board uh, with what I'm doing. In fact, once she saw the progress that I was making, she was the one that actually said it was a good idea for me to leave my very secure job as a university professor to do this full time so that I could have more flexibility, more time to spend with family, etc., etc. And when she told me that, it was like, yo, I'm out. <laughs> And the next day I went in, spoke to my boss and said, hey, I'm leaving and explained to her the rationale behind it. Um, here's the thing, right? The reason I won her over was not because I went to her one day and said, hey, I want to leave my job. No. She was able to see the potential and felt confident that I could do it, that I could leave my job. Because you know what? I was able to show her a return, and that took time. That took effort. It took consistency. It took a lot of work. So it's not something that just happens overnight. So let's talk about how to bring your spouse on board because I want to give you some tips that you can, you can implement. And whether you're married or single, these are still going to be valuable to you. Um, we, we've established the principles. Now let's talk about the process. Um, um, especially if your spouse is not the, the kind of spouse to say, "Woo, let's, let's quit our jobs and become <laughs> entrepreneurs. Step number one, or not step number one, but thing number one, or just first thing, whatever you want to call it, start small. Start small. You know, when I started my online business, I told you I, I made an investment of $3. And I'm not saying that you should do the same um, my caution is this, do not risk more than your family can comfortably part with. I started this as a side hustle. I started this as a side hustle and I didn't want it to negatively impact my family's well-being. So I made the decision that I am only going to invest money that won't affect my family negatively. And I've seen uh, a number of examples of people who decided to just go all in and risk it all, not realizing that you're not, or maybe realizing but not taking it seriously. You're not just risking your own money. You're risking you're risking your family's resources, and you know your family gotta eat. 
you know, you got to pay the bills. You got to be realistic about this stuff. So I would recommend for you to start small. And starting small for you might be $3. For you, it might be 3000 or it might be 30000 I don't know what that means for you. But don't risk more than your family can comfortably part with. Remember, your family is your main priority. So that's number one. Start small. Number two, explain the process. You know, I'm a blogger, and most people don't understand what I do. I do some consulting. I do some coaching. I have uh, my product, um, my, my, univer- my Become a Blogger University. I do affiliate marketing and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and you know, many of us go into businesses, and our spouses are clueless about our ideas, clueless about our plans, clueless about what in the world we're doing they just see us on this computer all day every day or well hopefully not all day every day but you get the point they see us on this computer constantly doing stuff but they don't really understand and i'm not saying that your spouse needs to understand every detail but keeping them relatively informed is a good way to address some of the concerns that they may have. And it, quite frankly, it could be a relationship building thing, right? Because you're talking about what you're involved with. She, he or she is getting to know you even better because they're understanding what you're doing. It's a great thing to do. So explain the process. Not every single detail, but keep them in the loop. Keep him or her in the loop. The next thing is this. And this I've mentioned, but it's so important. I'm going to mention it again. Work smart and do it consistently. Now, if you want to build a successful business, you've got to invest your all. You got to put, I mean, businesses take a lot of work. You got to invest a lot. However, it's impossible to invest all of your time um, because. It's going to impact your family life. You got to be there for your family. Your family is your your, your, your number one priority. Um, so investing all of your time in your business, and I've been there, you know, where I'm working full time and whatever time I have on the side, I'm working on my business. And it, it wasn't good for us. Um, you got to find ways to work smart. So for me, what what did that mean? For me, it meant hiring a, a virtual assistant. For me, it meant, um, you know, a lot of the tasks that I was doing, passing it on to someone else. It meant focusing on a e- building my email list because that's something that I could leverage. It can happen in an automated way. And um, for me, it it meant investing in training, uh, looking at people who have already done this. They have training programs that they've put together, going through that training program and taking action on what they teach as opposed to trying to figure it all out on my own and going all over the internet trying to find this, trying to find that. You got to work smart. You got to work smart. You got to try to cut corners in efficient ways and save time and focus on what works. So finding people who know what works and then following those individuals or that individual. When I started, I went through one course. It was with Yaro Starak, and that taught me what I needed. Um, yes, there were many other ways to do it, but I couldn't focus on the many other ways. I had to focus on one and just make it happen. Okay, so that's the next tip. S- work smart. And do it consistently, over and over and over, day in, day out. Next point is this, stick to a schedule. This is one of 
the, the, the trickiest things for me because one of the most difficult things to deal with when you're running an online business is, I mean, it's online, right? You could do it from anywhere. That's great. But the, the problem is you could do it from anywhere at any time. And it's easy to, to work around the, the clock and let things go. Um, I've been there working around the clock. And, you know, quite frankly, today I still do work a significant amount, but I make time for my family. Um, so it's easy to get sucked into what you're doing and forget about everything else. And, you know, if you're a bachelor, if you're not married, this is not a problem. I, I mean, it's not a huge, as big of a problem because you can survive. Um, but when you're married, that's just not going to cut it. It ain't going to cut it. <laughs> so here's my recommendation. Um, come up with some kind of a schedule and then stick to that schedule. Uh, that can be tricky, especially with this online stuff. Just You could pull out your phone and you're on the internet and you're working again. Um, so agree on a schedule and then make it happen. When it's time for family, when it's family time, make that about family, not about business. Okay? So stick to a schedule. This is this next one is something that I I've been doing and it makes a huge difference. Let your spouse help, but in their own way. Now, my my wife has not been into you know blogging much and um, um, online business. Although now she's she's planning on starting her own blog, and I'm excited about that process. That's going to be kind of fun. Um, but there's something that I know that she is into. And this is just one example of how I've done this. And you can apply this to your business in whatever way works for you and your spouse. I know that she's into fashion. So when I go to conferences, let's say I'm speaking at a conference. Um, a few months ago, I had to speak at um, uh, Social Media Marketing World in San Diego um, from Social Media Examiner. Um, so I had to speak at the conference, and I want you know I needed clothes to 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 kind of spruce up my look and to look good when I'm there. So I asked my wife to be my my personal stylist, right? Um, because I know that she's so much into fashion, um, and I told her basically, you you just hook me up, and she was excited. Um, she took it seriously. And of course, the first place she went was Pinterest. <laughs> she started, you know, setting up her boards and so on. By the way, my wife has more followers on Pinterest than I do. <laughs> that made me laugh because she's really into that stuff. Um, so she took me, we went to men's warehouse and we went to a few other places and spent a little too much money in my opinion, but she was excited and she came alive and she she played an active part in one aspect of my business, and she absolutely loves that. That's something she's passionate about, so she was able to contribute in a substantial way. And when I went to the event, so many people came and complimented me about what I was wearing, and I, I told that to my wife, and she was happy about it and so on. So let your spouses help in their own way. She might be good, Your spouse might be good at you know finances. Let them track that. Whatever way they can be involved, if they're interested in being involved, let them help. All right, next point. Share your heart. Now, most of the people I believe, if you quite if you're listening to Learning with Leslie, for you it's more more than likely it's more than just about money. 
for you maybe it's something that there's something you're passionate about for for you maybe there's a message that you want to get out there in the world right um for me personally, it's about helping others. It's about inspiring people to build something that's bigger than themselves, helping you to help others. That is part of my passion. It's also about living a life of faith and letting that shine through everything I do so that others can be curious about what makes me the way that I am and what makes me think the way that I do and what makes me tick. And my hope is for others to want more of that and to find more of that that's a part of my purpose that's part of why i do what i do it's not just about hey can i make money with this by sharing that purpose by sharing your motivation with your spouse you're letting him or her see that your idea is more than just a business. And, and, and by getting them to see your mission, they can come on board with this mission. And that can be the thing that helps to win your spouse over. It's worked for me. Um, so sharing your heart. People don't, people don't, well, what's the statement? People don't care what you do. They care why you do it or something of that sort. I'm getting that wrong. But you get the point. It's more about the why than the what. Okay, um, next one, take action, get results. You can't argue with results. If you did so well this month and you made $20,000, I'm, I'm thinking outrageously right now, it's hard to say that I don't know if this business is legitimate because you made $20,000. <laughs> now, that's a big number. So let's say you've built your business up. It's making $1,000 a month. That's significant. You can't argue with the fact that it is making money because it is. Okay, um, when I bought my wife the living room set, as we've been able to travel, as been, we've been able to pay some bills and still working on paying other bills, um, those results spoke for themselves. So the more you take action, the more you achieve results, the more someone else can believe in what you're doing. And the last point here um, is don't force the process. It is a very difficult thing to change someone's mindset. Your mindset is much harder to, to change than your actions. And quite frankly, once you change the mindset, the actions follow. Um, you know, you may be battling against a mindset that you've developed, that has been developed over decades. That's not something that's going to happen overnight. So don't force that process. Respect that process. Remember, you married this person and agreed to take him or her as he or she was, whether they were an entrepreneur or not. Understand that this will be a process and be willing to make compromises. Just You need to respect the time that it will take to get that individual on board. Don't expect it to just happen. Remember, becoming an entrepreneur does not occur ov overnight. For me, leaving my job to become a full-time entrepreneur was a process that took seven years. Because six years just wasn't enough, right? <laughs> seven years of building. Seven years of working almost daily, if not daily. So that's the last point in terms of the things that you can do to help to bring your spouse on board. Now, here's the truth. All right? Reality check. 
The business you're building is not just about you. It's about your family. And in a way, it's a family business. And I'll take it even further. Your family is your business. Building a family isn't an easy process and neither is building a business. It's a journey. And fortunately, it's not something you have to do on your own. And even if that's how it feels sometimes, I believe that the ideas that I'm sharing here can really help you bridge the gap and move forward together. The encouragement that I get from my wife helps me to build my business. The inspiration I get from my son helps me to build the business. The fact that we need to pay pay the bills and do that thing they call, you know, eating and and, and (laughs) that helps us prioritize what needs to be done to build the business. My family is my business and my business is for my family. So in order for me to be as effective as possible, I want to be on the same page with my spouse. So I want to encourage you to remember, if your spouse isn't there yet, it doesn't mean that they will never be there. So I hope that was encouragement with you. I mean, encouraging to you. I'm going to start the music here. But I have a question. What about you? Are there things that you do or have done to help your spouse Uh, to come on board with what you are doing in your business. I would love it if you were to share them in the comments in this episode, in the show notes in this episode. Can be found at becomeablogger.com slash 216. I'm always looking for ways to grow, and I'm sure that your thoughts will help others, including me. So that was episode 216. To leave your answer to my question, visit becomeablogger.com slash 216. And if you missed anything, It'll all be there. If you found value in this episode and would love to be the first to know whenever a new episode goes live, I want to invite you to subscribe to the show. You can find out how to do that at becomeablogger.com slash podcast. You can find out how to leave a review, and that would be awesome. You would make me very happy if you leave the review, if you left the review. And if you're trying to start a blog where you can create content, inspire others, and change the world even while building your online business, check out my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can do the same. Freebloggingvideos.com. This is Leslie Samuel here from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four.